the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome, Hour 2, Backbone Radio, May 22nd, 2022. And yeah, we're still shaking the snow off of this town. And as I look out the big windows of our high-rise skyscraper here at the 710 KNUS studios, I see a few isolated little bits of snow here and there, but it's almost all melted. That's the way it goes in the spring, yeah? And by the way, uh, massive deluge of phone calls for that Western Conservative Summit ticket giveaway. And I will say this, we're going to be doing one of those in every hour. So that was the last hour. And at some point this hour, we'll just get all steamed up and do another giveaway. Not yet, not yet, but a little further into the hour. We can't do them so like back to back, can we? Wouldn't that be just too tight? Wouldn't that be too tight of a squeeze? Somebody texted in that, uh, did Joe Biden call the South Korean president, President Moon? Did that happen? I haven't seen that. I, um, if that happened, that's embarrassing because, uh, yeah, um, President Moon, there's, there is not, uh, that's not the guy. Anyway, uh, so I want to do the arc of Elon Musk, and maybe I'll just, I'll sit on that just a little bit longer. But may, maybe we, this Colonel McGregor audio on what's going on in Ukraine is just so spot on and so amazing that I thought, let's get to a little Ukraine action here. And that vote for Ukraine, my goodness, um, 40 more billion for Ukraine from the United States of America, essentially transferring wealth to Ukraine. And we're funding, apparently, the people that work in the Ukraine government, their pensions and everything else. It's a big old transfer of wealth. And again, we, you know, we're having a bear market and we've got bad inflation. We've got five, six plus dollars a gallon gas prices in this country. Can't get baby formula for our infants. We're having to have that airlifted from Germany and Switzerland. Can you believe that? Are we still a superpower? Biden's America can't feed its own infants. Good grief, folks. It's just every day, you know. I think it was Cat Turd said this on Twitter. Just when you think that the Biden administration could not get worse, then the next day happens. And you have to, at some point, laugh about it like that. It is the Biden train wreck. Go down the list, as I've been doing over this past year, year and a half or so. Anyway, where was Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz was not one of the no votes on the $40 billion for Ukraine. He's the senator from Texas. And Texas, the wide open blooming border, fentanyl coming across that border, killing over 100,000 Americans last year. And um, yeah, got to transfer more money to Ukraine. Got to be obsessed over, uh, over the Ukraine borders, not our own borders. And yeah, uh, Jennifer down in Texas, our point person in Texas says that, yeah, we're mad at Cruz in Texas. Hard to defend him right now. Every so often, I'll start getting on Ted Cruz's case, and people kind of sometimes get mad at me for that. But, you know, I mean, he's not awful in every way, but he really should be better, don't you think? 
I mean, these votes are key. These votes are very important. And you got to count on people to put America first when it counts, right? And I'm not seeing enough of that from Ted Cruz. And I'm sorry to, uh, I think there's a fellow down in Arizona who, who doesn't like it when I'm critical of Cruz. And so with apologies, apologies to Arizona, I just point this out about Ted Cruz. And yeah, I got some follow-up that apparently, yeah, Biden was calling the South Korean leader Moon repeatedly. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's not the guy. At any rate, so I played this in the last hour, but just so we have one repeat of it, George W. Bush, he, he sets the stage for our Ukraine conversation by, uh, by conflating Ukraine with Iraq. In contrast, Russian elections are rigged. Political opponents are imprisoned or otherwise eliminated from participating in the electoral process. The result is an absence of checks and balances in Russia and the decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. <laughs> Iraq, too. Anyway. Uh, there he goes. Just, oh. That is just the perfect epitaph for George W. Bush, delivered by himself, the malapropism. And by the way, when he's talking about Russian elections are rigged, what? I think American elections are rigged. And they say in Russia, will they eliminate their political opponents? Well, what do you call what they just did to Donald Trump? What do you call what they just tried to do to uh, MTG? Is it Marion Taylor Greene? What's her first name? Marjorie. Marjorie Taylor Greene, somehow Marion has stuck in my head, that's her name, but it's no, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. They tried to prevent her from running for re-election, the left lawfare people. And they're going to try that on Trump in 2024 if he decides to run. They're going to try to, uh, Insurrection Act, yeah, they're going to. See, that's ama- everything Bush says there is like wrong, but yet right about the decision of one madman to wreak a brutal and unjustified war in Iraq. There you go. The Bush era. I covered that in the last hour where we have learned, folks, we have learned Trump has walked in and exposed so much about our Republican Party establishment, the rhino class, the overall ruling class of this country, the corruption of every institution, the DOJ, the FBI, the CIA, the media itself. And yes, the tech tyrants will get to Elon Musk here in a little bit. And by the way, another, another Texan who's all in favor of uh, throwing as many billions of dollars as we can to Ukraine. We're at 40 with this recent vote. We had already 12 before. I mean, we're on pace to send, I think Tucker was saying this, like $3 uh, trillion to Ukraine for this like no-end, dead-end situation that we're taking advantage of and abusing the proxies, the Ukrainian people. We're only increasing their – so we're creating this. We've provoked this. We have created this, and that's how I see the Ukraine scenario. But uh, Patch McCain, yeah, Crenshaw, Dan Crenshaw, Patch McCain, that's the name that needs to stick to this guy. Pulled off the air immediately in the name of public safety. Now, again, Chuck Schumer is a federal official. Oh, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Which one is Patch McCain? Ah, I uh, – have it here somewhere, but I'm just not finding it anyway. 
Patch McCain is the guy that's all in favor of throwing as much money as we can to Ukraine. Oh, I found it. Here it is. The more I think about it, it takes a lot of gall for Patch McCain to attack moms who are worried about baby formula as, quote, pro-Russia. I mean, that's probably one of, that's one of the most outrageous things I think I've ever heard now that I'm thinking about it. I mean, why not just answer the question? Why, why the attacks? What does that tell you? Yeah, there's Patch McCain. <laughs> Saying that, yeah, mothers who are more concerned about getting baby formula for their infants are like Putin stooges. Tools of Putin. Yeah, Russian stooges. Can you believe these people? They are so, they, they despise us. They despise the American people. Yes, they do. The rhino class. And enough of this. I mean, Texas has got to figure something out with their eyepatch McCain guy. That's Crenshaw. That's the name for him. And by the way, so easing into uh, Colonel McGregor, and uh, well, I'll save it because the lines are getting too full here. Let's uh, let's say hello to everybody. Uh, John in Parker, first in line. Hello, John. Welcome. Hello, Doctor. Uh, good show as always. Um, I, you know, there are so many uh, conservatives that you think are your champion and they they sell out down the road it's it's tough to uh, go through over and over but uh i'm not expecting that from bobert but you know some of the, these are, are just real disappointments unfortunately but i called in because dr strange um i have a comment about the dr strange connection with the winds possibly turning in constitutional direction lay it on man oh, Hopefully without giving away the movie to people. Um, Feel free the, to. Uh, don't I, worry. We're not going to see it. We're boycotting I, Disney. Give it away. Well, I, I know I am too, but, uh, you know, I love sci-fi. I love uh, special effects, and so I saw it in 3D. And uh, so uh, without giving, hopefully without giving away the uh, movie. In 30 seconds. Main, 30 seconds. The second main character, who is of Hispanic origin, has a remarkable first name. When the portal opens to travel to universes, it's really a cool shape. Some of the lines that were written are very supportive of someone who can't control their powers, but just needs to believe in themselves to defeat the Red Witch. I'm pretty amazed the writers were allowed to do this in this day and age, especially from this. Red Witch, well done. All right, welcome back to the program, Backbone Radio. And you know what, Javier, we might have a thing where the... Um, Bumper music gets repeated the same. We had this last week where the bumper music was repeated the same. The first hour is repeated for the second and the third, just as an FYI. There might be something in the system doing that. We will do some investigating. But at any rate, let's get to this Ukraine scenario. And, of course, we you know covered George W. Bush's just tremendous gaffaroni here. And Colonel Douglas McGregor, I think you never hear this anywhere else, and you got to dig for it, and we got to bring it forward, what this guy is saying, Colonel Douglas McGregor, and he is pure realism, pure reality on, U- on Ukraine, and he says that basically Ukraine, the resistance is on the verge of total collapse. You'll notice that the media is no longer trying to talk about the brave and valiant Ukrainian resistance because they can't anymore. And McGregor, by the way, did respond to George W. Bush's malapropism. Well, Dan, I've got to start off by saying that I think George Bush <laughs> owes an enormous debt of gratitude to all of those Methodists who clapped politely and laughed. Because I think large numbers of us in the audience probably would have thrown something at the man. 
but we certainly wouldn't have laughed. I know. Uh, I can't conceive of anything in, in my generation worse than what happened in Iraq as a disaster. So good to have that viewpoint from Colonel Douglas McGregor. But then let's hear him go on and lay on the realism about Ukraine. And again, I've been covering what McGregor's been saying going back months now. And um, here's his latest installment. Now, as far as Ukraine is concerned, I think you've raised an important question. Normally, when you ask for a ceasefire, you do so because you have a strategic advantage of some kind. Mm. And you'd like to stop fighting and negotiate from a position of advantage. We should have urged a ceasefire within the first 10 days. We should have offered the opportunity for talks. We should have offered to host them. We should have done everything in our power to bring this to a rapid close. We did the opposite, as you know. Mm -hmm. And we caused this war to last for months. We poured in aid and assistance. And every time the Ukrainians considered in negotiation any sort of compromise, we termed it as effectively capitulation. We treated anyone who suggested that there should be negotiations as a Putin agent, as someone who is literally committing treason. We should have done this weeks ago. Now the Ukrainians are on the verge of military collapse. That's why the networks aren't saying anything. Tens of thousands of Ukrainian patriots have died pointlessly in a war they could not win. They are being annihilated now in eastern Ukraine. And the Russians are collecting thousands of prisoners. New units inside Ukrainian forces coming out of the reserves are actually contacting their Russian opponents and offering to surrender in platoon and company size. Wow. This thing is a disaster. And no one wants to talk about it because what do you do, Dan? After all, for the last several weeks, all we've heard is Ukraine's inevitable victory is coming. The Russians are finished. The Russians are incompetent. The Russians can do nothing. The sad truth is that, Dan, the Russians can no more lose a war in Ukraine than the United States could lose a war in Mexico. It was always going to be a disaster for Ukraine. We are now mightily responsible for that terrible situation. Yes, the United States of America is responsible for this disastrous, pointless situation, the pointless deaths of the Ukrainian resistance. And yes, we're trying to flood them with money But is it going anywhere? You've got Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin now asking for a ceasefire all of a sudden. You've got Zelensky talking more about, hey, let's do a ceasefire. Let's get to the negotiating table because they're getting annihilated. As we predicted around here, this was the way it was going to play out. What a mess. What a disaster. And what a drain on our own American military resources and much less taxpayer dollars being funneled over to this mess in Ukraine that, in my view, we provoked, and it was completely unnecessary. Okay? One more McGregor here. Because we wanted this proxy war. That's what it is to me. It's war by proxy. We don't want to put boots on the ground. We know no one would support it. We shouldn't be there in the first damn place. So we will send billions and billions and borrow from China, as Rand Paul said, to give money to Ukraine to fight Russia. I mean, this is this one is of the, the worst OAN scenarios guy. and OAN. conflicts play out in my Anchor. lifetime. I'm so disgusted by what's happening. Well, Dan, well, you, you should be disgusted, and you're right, but people need to understand that we borrowed for decades from the Chinese and others in order to finance what we were doing in the Middle East. <laughs> and we lost trillions of dollars as a result. This is not really new. The problem now is that no one wants to talk about it. 
That's why the networks are largely silent. But it's going to become increasingly difficult to conceal the truth. What a gigantic mess, ladies and gentlemen, your military industrial complex at work enriching themselves at the expense of pointless deaths in Ukraine and the pointless draining of our taxpayer coffers in the United States of America. One more point before the phone lines. Tucker Carlson dials it home on this that who, who how come our bipartisan political establishment corruption people voted for it? The United States Senate voted to advance another $40 billion to Ukraine in a spending bill. Only 11 senators voted against this, all of them Republican. Now, no one knows exactly where that money is going, but we can be certain it's just the very beginning. Behind the scenes, leaders of both parties have agreed that, yes, we are at war with Russia, that we will prosecute that war until we, quote, win, though no one is willing to define what victory looks like, and that the United States government is prepared to spend up to $3 trillion to defeat Russia. Now, you didn't know this because no one is saying it publicly, but privately they are saying it. You have not been consulted. The public support for this is pretty much around zero. You can't afford to fill your car. There's no baby formula. But we're going to spend up to $3 trillion fighting Russia without a vote? He was excited about this, of course, the people who are selling the weapons. Yeah, the weapons sellers, the Raytheons. They're all excited about this. The military-industrial complex, oh, they're raking in the dough. General Barry McCaffrey was busily tweeting out what he thought was Ukraine videotape of uh, brave and valiant Ukrainians doing the fighting. And the, it turns out it was a video game. Barry McCaffrey was tweeting a video game thinking it was real. And that would include retired four-star General Barry McCaffrey, another left-wing general who was for some reason taken seriously. He just tweeted this image of Ukrainian air defenses, quote, nailing Russian aircraft. <laughs> There's just one problem. <laughs> that image is not from Ukraine. It's from a video game called Arma 3. It's from a video game from Barry McCaffrey. And of course, Max Boone, who's a war expert, retweeted it. Oh, it's so exciting. It's literally a video game. And that's how they understand war, as a video game. Can you even believe that? They're tweeting out a general, tweeting out video game footage as if that's the real thing in Ukraine. Of course, he deleted his tweet, did Barry McCaffrey. And Max Boot, I've got like four of his books about military theory and history and so forth. And he's a... One of the worst neoconservative Stalinist types you will ever interact with on Twitter. And anyway, they never go away. Those types do. They they just create one mess after that from Iraq to Ukraine. And, oh, it's getting not good. Sorry to lay it out so bluntly on this, but that's how I see it. Let's say hello to Brian in Arvada. Hello, Brian. Hey, Matt. How you doing tonight? Real fine. Thank you. Welcome. Hey, well, here's the truth. The uh, elitists at the industrial war complex are going to enrich themselves at any cost, even if it's the cost of the Ukrainian people. They don't care. We know what's going on. And you know what's funny? I want to know the 11 that held out that said no, because that's all Rand Paul was doing is he wanted accountability for the money. So we should put the 11 senators who actually held out who stood up for America first, which, you know, we haven't seen in a while. Uh, we need to put them on a little bit of a pedestal. The rest of them, they're a joke. Yep. That's just the way it is right now. It's every other border but our own. It's every incentive in the world for America last, for our yeah, elected cool. officials. Yeah, so I, I don't know the 11 that held out. I know that, uh, of course, uh, Rand Paul was one Rand of them. Paul. 
and I would like to know the the 11 others, but the others are, they're just sellouts. They think that we're all dumb and we're going to play on emotion. You know, oh, I voted for it. I voted to fund them. Meanwhile, we got drug cartels that are as far as North Carolina selling weapons and drugs out of taco shops, for crying out loud. We're being invaded. We're literally being overtaken in the United States. And these idiots are more worried about a war that they know they can't win. That general is absolutely right. Yeah, and he's tweeting a video game. McGregor got it right. Welcome back to the program. And yes, our bumper music is repeating from hour one. We're going to be continuing to dive into the system and figure out what's going on there. I know Javier's on the case back there. At any rate, we've got Ukraine covered. And again, I just say that, you know, occasionally I'll have a, some criticism for my take on Ukraine. And I'll just say this, that, oh, man, no, we love the Ukrainian people. Our heart is with the Ukrainian people. But they have been put into a situation, thanks to the United States government incompetence and military industrial complex, that is making it worse for the Ukrainian people. Just so you understand the bottom line there, that we have engineered and caused this problem, in my view, and we are doing a grave disservice to the people of Ukraine with what America has been doing here. And it's hard to get through the propaganda to see that. And to understand all of that, but that's, in my view, what's going on. We've been consistent on that from page one of this. But now we have got to get to some of the John Durham investigation and what has been breaking there. And it's been quite a week of vindication on the Russia hoax, Russia, Russia hoax, which Durham has got it all dialed in that the entire Russia hoax was an invention of the Hillary Clinton campaign and that Hillary Clinton personally was responsible for pushing it to the FBI and to the media. Okay, so this week we had James Baker, the former top attorney for the FBI, who has since been hired by Twitter, by the way, say that, yes, uh, Clinton's attorney Sussman, John Sussman lied, lied to him personally when he said he was not advocating on behalf of the Hillary Clinton campaign when he came to the FBI with information about Trump and Russia colluding in every way conceivable. And then the other bit of this is Robbie Mook, the former campaign manager for Hillary Clinton back in 2016, has come forward and said, yes, that Hillary Clinton did personally authorize, did personally know about this Russia hoax development related to the Alpha Bank business. Yeah, so Hillary did it. And you've listened around here for all these years, and man, we have covered Spygate in great detail. It's very confusing for a lot of people, but the nutshell is, is that the Russia hoax for the last six years has been a hoax, every last bit of it. And the media needs to somehow unstick six years of propaganda that it wielded about Russia, Russia. Every last thing about it needs to be peeled out of everybody's mind who paid any attention to all of the crazy media allegations of Trump colluding with Russia to win the election and uh, some insidious connection between Trump and Russia that was never, ever true. It was made up. Fiction, fake news, completely fabricated out of whole cloth. Of course, the mainstream media 
is doing their best not to cover all of this, and they're not trying to unstick all of their propaganda and because they they knew the media knew the FBI knew all along they all knew it was a hoax and over the year I mean I was one of the first people to say no this is not true this is all false this is a complete hoax from day one Backbone Radio was there and doing that and speaking that way taking on all comers all comers, any caller that bear, dared to disagree, yes. <laughs> we, we had good conversations along the way about this hoax. But let's get, let's get this one in, uh, just so you hear what, what Fox News was saying about it. They're one of the few that does report on this. Fox News alert on the trial of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign manager, Robbie Mook, testified today that Clinton herself approved the idea of giving the Alpha Bank story to a reporter as part of the Trump-Russia narrative. As you'll remember, that suggested that there were connections between Alpha Bank and the Trump campaign server. The FBI looked into that and found nothing suspicious. David Spunt is live outside the federal courthouse in Washington with more. David? And I'll pause it there, but you get the idea. And by the way, it's Michael Sussman, not John Sussman. And the Alpha Bank thing, that's where they came up with this completely fake concept that, that Trump had some secret server attached to Alpha Bank and Russia and Trump were working together on all kinds of stuff and financial dependency was was involved. And, of course, um, Mook nails Clinton. She knew. Mook rolls on Clinton. And what does Robbie Mook do next? Well, he flew to Spain. He hopped on a plane to Spain immediately after he rolled on Hillary Clinton. Now, what do you think, dear listener, should Robbie Mook stay in Spain? If he's smart, should he, like, never come back? You roll on Hillary, you better get across a couple of oceans at least. And do you think that Spain is far enough? Do you think maybe he needs to go, like, one more ocean away? I mean, I just wonder if he needs to go somewhere still further. Maybe Elon Musk can put him on a rocket somewhere. For his future survival prospects, I don't know. Maybe he needs to get to a different galaxy. Robbie Mook, uh, you don't roll on Hillary, but man, he just did. So um, that's that's the Mook part, folks, which is very illuminating. Let's let's get the the Sussman part, the James Baker Sussman part. Another day, another bombshell in the trial of Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman. The New York Post splashing the story on the front page following yesterday's testimony by former FBI general counsel James Baker. Baker telling the jury that Hillary's lawyer lied to him, linking Donald Trump to Russia just weeks before the 2016 election. David Spun is live outside federal court. Hey, David. Hey, Dagan, good morning. Today is day three on the stand for former FBI general counsel James Baker. He's been on the stand for about an hour right now. He says that the allegations brought forth by the defendant in this case, Michael Sussman, were so severe and so concerning, he took them directly to his bosses at the FBI, former director James Comey and Andy McCabe, his deputy. We know that specifically Baker took this meeting with Michael Sussman in September 2016. He describes Sussman as a friend. That's James Baker walking into court there yesterday. Sussman claimed to have information linking the Trump organization to Russia via a secret back channel. Baker says. And that's enough of the Fox News. Just so you get the media, you know, reports on that, the ones that are reporting it. 
Apparently, there was the tech people at the FBI said they knew within 24 hours that it was not true what Sussman was saying about this Alpha Bank connection. But did that stop James Comey from doing all of the FISA warrants on Carter Page and the rest of the Trump administration? Did that stop the FBI from flooding the zone with the Russia, Russia stuff? I hope that this gets into the FBI and I hope this gets into Comey. The FBI is going to try to say they were duped, but if that FBI tech person is on record saying they knew immediately it was false, I think it might be harder for the FBI to claim that they were duped by Sussman and the Clinton people in general. Now, this makes us step back a little bit. And uh, do you remember the Mueller investigation? Two years of the Mueller investigation, which is probably really run by Andrew Weissman, Mueller was the sort of clueless figurehead, kind of like a Biden individual, kind of like a George W. Bush figure. But Mueller spent $40 million, issued 2,800 subpoenas, used 40 agents, 19 DOJ lawyers, had over 500 witnesses, and Mueller could not figure this out about Robbie Mook, what he just said yesterday or Friday at the Sussman trial that Hillary knew and that Hillary approved it and that it was all a hoax. Yeah. Um, so what was Mueller doing all those years? People are wondering. And remember the endless, breathless, breathless media coverage around here at Backbone. We were standing strong against all of that, setting the record straight every single day that we were in the studio on all of that. New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, every media outlet, Washington Post, even the Wall Street Journal was a, was a part of all of this. But we were setting the record straight all that time. And yet uh, the real job of Mueller, as we now know, that they spent all that money, used all those agents, and they never got this far. Well, what was Mueller's job? Mueller's job was the cover-up. Mueller's entire reason for being there was to cover up what really happened with the hoax, hoax, hoax of the Russia thing. Now, the Wall Street Journal, which did all its share of Russia stories, Russia hoax stories, has an op-ed editorial board says Hillary Clinton did it. Her 2016 campaign manager says she approved a plan to plant a false Russia claim with a reporter. And they get to the point. In short, the Clinton campaign created the Trump alpha allegation, fed it to a credulous press that failed to confirm the allegations but ran with them anyway, then promoted the story as if it was legitimate news. The campaign also delivered the claims to the FBI, giving journalists another excuse to portray the accusations as serious and perhaps true. Immense damage to this country, immense disgrace to the FBI, to the media, to Mueller, Far more than Putin could ever have done. Were he actually trying to do something, of course. Yeah, someone talked about the Red Witch earlier. I don't know. Hillary Clinton, she did it. Okay, welcome back. It's Backbone Radio here. And why don't we go ahead and do this again? We've got the Western Conservative Summit coming up on June 3rd and June 4th at the Gaylord News Talk 710 is proud to help present it and sponsor it, this great gathering of the Rebel Alliance. And the very next phone caller who should decide to call in will get a free ticket. 
a free two-day summit pass to attend on Friday, June 3rd, and Saturday, June 4th at the Gaylord, 303-696-1971. Should anybody be interested in obtaining a free ticket to the Western Conservative Summit Some of the attendees and the speakers will be former Trump press secretaries Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Kaylee McEnany, two A-plus ultra MAGA press secretaries, way, way better than Jen Psaki and way better than Karine Jean-Pierre, the new one, the new Psaki, who's every bit as bad as Jen Psaki, in my humble opinion. We've got Tulsi Gabbard going to be there, Alan West going to be there, Betsy DeVos, Trump Secretary of Education, Cal Thomas, columnist, uh, Matt Walsh, Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert's going to be there. Heidi Ganahl and Greg Lopez will give their speeches, the Republican candidates for governor in Colorado. Ron Hanks and Joe O'Day will be there, candidates for Senate in the Republican Party. We'd love to see you there. Yes, host Don, I'll be on hand as much as I possibly can, and I'll be, I believe, introducing Alan West when he gets a chance to take the stage. I'll be there to introduce that great patriotic American citizen, Alan West, from down, I believe, in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he's been in, was it a different state or two? Anyway, Alan West and so... By the way, I was mentioning the new press secretary for the Biden administration. And uh, shall we introduce, like Saki bailed. She just couldn't take it anymore. She bailed. By gosh, the phones have lit up just monstrously. I love it. It is glory. The Rebel Alliance, we have to get together, come together, fist pumps, shake hands, plot our next moves, trying to save this country, trying to put America first for a change. Oh, that's where the... That's where the heart and soul of the Republican Party is, and frankly, the heart and soul of the American people is. There are a few that can't get around the propaganda, but we're trying to help that every time we get near a radio microphone. And by the way, the heart and soul, I mean, Tucker Carlson has the by far the most popular cable news show, by far. Every age demographic, everything, young people, old people, middle-aged people, he is number one. And so the left is constantly trying to get him thrown off the air. But I will just say this about Backbone Radio. Our commentary, even before Tucker Carlson had his show, was basically in that same genre, that same put America first, see through the neoconservatives, see through the Republican rhino establishment. And um, that's what we're doing. And that, I do think, explains, yes, our amazing Sunday night popularity around here. (laughs) because we are just right in tune with where the heart and soul of the party is. And there's just some guy who should I practice dentistry all week and raising a bunch of kids. But yet that's, that's a great, a great hobby to have to come in there and be able to speak about these issues that are so important. But now, boy, the phones are still going. And I think, uh, I think Javier is trying to pick up as many as he can here. But yeah, if you get in there, Get your free two-day summit pass to attend the Western Conservative Summit on Friday, June 3rd, Saturday, June 4th at the Gaylord. And the Gaylord's a pretty cool place. I never have actually been there. Looking forward to checking it out, so to speak. But anyway, the new press secretary for Joe Biden, Karine Jean-Pierre. Shall we 
Listen to her introduce herself. I am obviously acutely aware uh, that my presence at this podium uh, represents a few firsts. Uh, I am a black gay immigrant woman, the first of all three of those to hold this position. I would not be here today if it were not for generations of barriers, barrier-breaking people before me. Me, 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 me. I stand on their shoulders. Me. If, if it me, were me, not me, me, for me, me, generations me. of barrier barrier-breaking people before me, I would not be here. But um, I benefit from their sacrifices. I have learned from... Okay, so it's a lot of me, 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 me. Leftism, leftism, leftism. Yeah. And Jen Psaki, last I heard, was headed off to MSNBC to have another left-wing propaganda show, moving her propaganda dishonest act from the Biden press room over to MSNBC. And is there a difference? Yeah. Pete Ducey of Fox News asked Jean-Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, a basic question of economics, and she was completely stumped. The president's Twitter account posted the other day, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Mm-hmm. How does raising taxes on corporations reduce inflation? Um, so... Are you talking about a specific uh, tweet? He tweeted, you want to bring down inflation, let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Look, you know, we have talked about um, we have talked about this this past year, uh, about um, making sure that the wealthiest among us are paying their fair share. Um, and that is important to do. And uh, that is something that, uh, you know, the president has been you know working on uh, every day when we talk about inflation and lowering costs. And so it's very important. Uh, that, uh, you know, as we're seeing costs rise, uh, as we're talking about how to, you know, uh, you know, build a, a, a America that's safe, that's equal for everyone and doesn't leave everyone behind, that is an important part uh, of that as well. Oh, just so you get a flavor of the new press secretary for Biden? Yeah, and uh, that's not going to be good. That's not going to be great. Yeah. That's where we are there. Uh, Basic economics, and she just showed no comprehension, no understanding of a basic economic question. But she did elucidate all of her leftist credentials in a me, 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 me kind of fashion there. So that's what we're in for, and we'll be here for it. Yes, we will. Should we say a little hello on the phone line action here to Artis and Aurora? Artis, thank you for hanging on a minute, and what's on your mind this evening? Well, first of all, why didn't we bring some of the multiple pallets of formula up from the border before we started hauling it across the ocean? But that's just me. I don't know what the uh, use-by date is on whatever formula they have at the border, but is some of it going to go to waste because nobody's used it? Good question. Yep. Baby formula at our own southern border. Somehow the government put it there. American mothers and fathers can't get it for their infants. We have to rely on a, a fly operation out of Europe, and they're boasting about well, and it. I was, yeah, and I was told that there was some law made that um, somebody in Washington decided since babies were coming across with their parents that we needed formally at the border, which I understand. However, it seems like they're kind of overstocked. By the mm-hmm. warehouse, but and then uh, since we're just now spending what is it four billion more, which I think I'm glad to help Ukraine. Forty billion. However, wouldn't it? Be, Four okay, oh, whichever. Yeah. You know, once you get to a billion, it's kind of whatever. But um, you know, we maybe should have kept Bagram 
base and all that equipment that we left in Afghanistan, about Afghanistan. maybe come in right now yeah and ah artists somehow another your your phone connections warbly 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 huh. i don't know what's this going on sorry. if you're if you're down in your uh bunker somewhere no nope, but it's been a I'm, bit of a theme I, I keep hearing all these warbly calls in lately and i don't know what the deal is it must be should i put it on my conspiracy hat that uh, there's a plot to prevent artists from communicating her yeah. rebel thoughts with us around here Perhaps. <laughs> yes, but um, I, I just, I, I worry about our superpower credentials if we can't uh, feed our own, our own infants in this country. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was government regulations that helped create so many of these uh, baby formula issues and problems. And now the government jumps in to like sort of save the problem that they helped create. Uh, Jesse Kelly called it like this: the government causing a baby formula bottleneck with ridiculous regulations, and then causing a baby formula shortage with incompetence, and then acting like a hero for flying in baby formula mm-hmm. is the most government thing in the history of government things. And yeah, they're they're boasting. Biden's boasting about flying in oh, baby formula from Europe. Mm. And it seems like probably like I said, most of these moms that are bringing their infants are likely breastfeeding because they likely haven't had a lot of formula in South America. I don't know. but yep. Well, I'll just say, uh, Artis, your connection came through better after I vamped a little <laughs> bit there. But anyway, bless you, Artis. Stay close with us, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.